0: Do you want to know the top 10 business and technology trends of 2022? Have Let's talk you ever about well, are you listening? You're listening to the People in Tech podcast, a technology show that's made for the people. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb K. Day one listeners, happy new year. Welcome to 2022, which is weird to say because it's like 2022. Like it's a 2020 part two. Anyways, for this episode, we're going to do what we've done in the past. We're going to be talking about things, if you're interested in business or tech, you need to know about or you need to stay on top of if you want to get ahead of the curve. It's going to be a fun episode. We're going to be talking about a world post-coronavirus. We're going to be talking about what consumers are looking for, what business models you should be paying attention to, and everything in between. So let's get into it. What's up, Day One listeners? You're rocking with the best DJ. The uh, realest uh, you're going to find. Woo! DJ Side Hustle. Make sure to check out and subscribe on our website. And follow us on LinkedIn for exclusive content. Look, Day One listener, check it out. Just imagine a world post-COVID. The crisis is over. But consumers, business models, they're never going to be the same. Once people got used to digital or remote, their expectations change forever. And the main tags of 2022 will be digital nomads, charity and sustainable development. Human experience during the pandemic will ultimately lead to rapid changes that we've all probably wanted, but at the rate things are going, businesses were not going to do it. People were not going to change because businesses weren't going to change. And it was just a fantasy. But now, because of everything that's transpired over the last two to three years, We need to talk about things you need to pay attention to. Trend number one, the pharmaceutical revolution. Advanced COVID tests, vaccines. We got to talk about it because COVID has shaken up the pharmaceutical industry by storm. We've learned to test drugs faster, test easier. Traditional clinical trials are a thing of the past because reality was pre-covid i think it was like a several year process to get like testing and enough testing done before you roll it out and then because the the way the pandemic was evolving we were like we need stuff now we needed asap so consulting and data collection they've also moved online remember a lot of that with pen and paper so such transformations like this they can take root and change pharmaceuticals forever and we saw how quickly Tests for COVID 19 appeared around the world than vaccines like Pfizer, Moderna. I don't even really want to say Johnson. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. But just want to talk about like the speed at which we did these things. Some of it was because of the urgency, but some of it was, hey, these old old systems that were the way we're doing it, we could do it so much better. So I think it's a mix because I know some of you conspiracy theorists who are checking me out right now. Shout out to you. I love y'all as well. But there's a reality, too, where, yeah, some of it is, hey, maybe we we're just moving slow and now we figured out we need to pick it up. And then there's other parts of it where maybe we're moving faster than we should and people are nervous. I get it. But anyways, we're not here to talk about politics. We're here to talk about trends. So the pharmaceutical revolution will continue in 2022. Trend number two, remote and video conferencing is here to stay. And if it isn't, you, you should go somewhere where it is here to stay because the pandemic has led to a skyrocketing rise in the popularity of telecommuting and video conferencing. I'm a dumbass because I bought Zoom when it IPO'd. That was probably back in 2019. I was using Zoom for the podcast, so that's why I invested in it. And my dumbass was convinced by who I'm not going to name who, was like, you know, you're doing pretty good on Zoom. Maybe you should get out. And then boom, the pandemic hit. But look, Zoom was founded in 2011. It's become a symbol of the pandemic. And Skype has to take the biggest L in the world. Because how do you have a 10-year start? How do you have a 10-year start on Zoom and still come in last place? But look, where Skype failed, WebEx, Cisco, Teams, Google Hangouts, GoToMeeting, BlueJeans from Verizon. I didn't even know Verizon had one. All these up-and-coming Uh, video conferencing companies tools technologies they came out of nowhere and oh guess what because more organizations are remote startups like bluescape elopes figma slab tandem they've all come up with collaboration solutions slab shout out to the team at slab i love their tool because it's great for like if you don't like confluence or every person i've ever worked with were like They say they like Confluence, they must be getting paid because most people don't like Confluence where I can say, Slab, I actually really enjoy using. So with their help with these startups, you can create, share documents, share content, communicate with colleagues, track project results, train employees, organize virtual team buildings. These tools help team track collaborative learning, documentation. And in my personal opinion, the way things are going, we're going to have a virtual office that imitates the one we were used to going to, and these things are just here to stay, which, again, trend number two, remote and video conferencing is not going anywhere anytime soon. Trend number three, contactless delivery is now the new norm. In the U.S., the popularity of contactless contact delivery, I think, it's grown up 20 30%, because people want to minimize physical contact it's just how it is now so the service providers like doordash postmates instacart grubhub uber eats they've expanded their reach and let's be real there's no plans to ditch that in 2022 i mean even in china they're looking at um different companies trying to do the same thing and china is not the only country that is looking at using drones to help with deliveries American startups like Mana, Starship Technologies, Neuro, they're all trying to tackle the same problem with robotics and AI-powered applications. So you can make sure you get that McDonald's to your front door, not only at a fair price, but make sure no one's touched it or messed with your food. Coming in at number four, the prosperity of telemedicine. In the healthcare sector, everyone is trying to reduce the risk of contracting a coronavirus, to their workers, their patients, et cetera. Many private and public clinics have started offering telemedicine services, even for my mom, who had a very difficult year the last two years, between falling once and then getting an infection the year prior. It went from taking her to the doctor to, hey, We're going to set up a telemedicine appointment. We're going to have video chat. We're going to use artificial intelligence to conduct diagnostics and use photographs. And medicines are going to be delivered to your front door. It was definitely something because I'm the tech guy in my family. My mom has been so iPhone resistant for so long that she's finally learning and getting on board. But she needed help. And I'm sure a lot of your guys who are listening, like your parents are probably not super tech savvy. They needed help with telemedicine. But if you are an entrepreneur, a tech person, you're business savvy, telemedicine is definitely an area that I think is not only up and coming, but there's a lot of great opportunity. Just the number of American patients switching to telemedicine has increased by 50% from pre-pandemic levels. And let's be real, it's probably going to reach 70 million pretty soon. That's from IHS technology experts and Forrester researchers. They also predicted by early 2022, the number of remote receptions probably reach a billion. So, telemedicine, you got to think Teledoc Health, Amwell, uh, One Medical, Humana, who that's the one I'm most familiar with. And then look, those are just the big boys. Startups are not lagging behind either. You got MD Live, ME, well, Me, MD, iClinic, with a Q, K Health, 98.6, which I thought was a good name, Sensely. Eden Health. I mean, I'm just going off a list because I did a little research for this episode. But in addition to telemedicine, guys, in 2022, in 2022 we're expecting news from the field of biotechnology and artificial intelligence, machine learning. These are going to be technologies that are going to be used to improve diagnostics, administration work, and hopefully just improve overall health care because if you live in America. And if you had a kid over the last year or two, healthcare fucking sucks. It's unorganized. The system is corrupt. And again, this is not this is not a political podcast. But how often do you get a bill from your doctor or med- or like your clinic or whatever, and then you all you do is call your insurance company and they're like, "Oh, that's a mistake. We'll fix it." They do that so often. So I'm hoping with some of these startups, I hope with the rise of telemedicine, we're going to be seeing less of. Let's call them discrepancies and hopefully overall improvement in the system. Trend number five, which is all my parents listening out there. Distant learning is part of the education system. COVID has spurred the development of online education. During the pandemic, 190 countries closed schools and universities, sending pupils home. So about 1.6 billion people have to be faced with this new reality. School, colleges, sports centers. Look, I had tickets to go see Kyrie Irving play Kawhi Leonard in L.A. with my man Ricky. And the day that week, the day I I like legit remember having my like having a nightmare about Southwest canceling my flight or me just not going because that was like when the pandemic hit. And like the game was on a Thursday, the NBA shut down on a Wednesday and I did not get my money back. So moment of silence for me. Thank you. Anyways, distance learning, I mean, it's this is part of the education system. And, you know, you got iTutor Group, you got Udacity, Coursera, I'm sure Udemy is just killing it right now. Even my video editor, shout out to my boy Kamal, he said some of the coolest shit to me, guys. Like, I'm sitting down, we're having our, our weekly sync or bi weekly syncs, I mean. And I was like, hey, man, are you studying computer science like your dad? And he was like, no, because once the pandemic hit, and I was just taking online classes to learn how to code, I really was like, why am I paying all this money for this education when I can just learn to code for free through YouTube and other resources or just actually do something I really want to do, which would not be a coder, but to be this amazing video producer. And I just thought to myself, like, see, you got a whole generation who thinks like that. Because if you were to tell me, hey, you get to go to ASU, the Harvard of Arizona, that's a joke if you guys couldn't tell. And you were to tell me, hey, Caleb, check it out. You're going to go to one of the top universities within Arizona, and you get to do it remote. I would be like, no. The whole point of going to ASU, it's to experience, the girls, the parties, the mistakes, the personal life choices that you regret five, 10 years later. And then then you're like proud to say you went to ASU. But if you were to tell me, I just went to ASU on a computer, I would be like, I'd rather check out somewhere cheaper or do something completely different. All I'm trying to say is distance learning is not going away in 2022. Trend number six. All right, conspiracy theorists, don't don't shoot the messenger, but large-scale development of 5G infrastructure. The demand for high-speed internet and a transition to smart home and city systems It's just totally pushed the development for five G and six G. I know six G is coming. I know you guys didn't think about it, but in twenty twenty two, large corporations, startups are going to start creating new infrastructure on this basis, and many carriers are already rolling out five G. Australia is building an entire infrastructure before the pandemic and will continue to do so. American companies like Verizon, who keeps taking about one hundred and twenty dollars out of my pocket, they announced a massive expansion of 5G network back in 2020. And it's going to cover more than 200 million people. So the technology, check it out, the technology is spreading rapid in China as well. But the leaders in the world market, such as Swedish companies like Ericsson, uh, more than 380 telecom operators, they're all looking at 5G. And more than 35 countries already offer it. And then we're just talking about the big players. Look, if you look at the startups, a lot of them are trying to get into 5G world. They're trying to do like 5G to transfer data over long distances. You know, like I would love to be in a world because I can only tell you one person I know. He's not a big Internet person, but he doesn't even pay for Internet because he's like, I can do everything on my phone. And I was like, well, you can't really submit like large amounts of data. He was like, the things I need a computer for are so few and far between that when they come up with 5G or 6G, I will not need internet service. It's kind of like the iPad or a tablet. Like for the longest time, you had to tell college kids you needed a computer to actually go to college. Now you really don't. A tablet, if you're on an iPad and you know how to use it, and depending on what you're studying, you don't need a computer. And I know that's odd to people who grew up Going to school with computers, but it's just a thing. So 5G, I mean I'm not a scientist, but I don't think it's causing COVID. I don't think it's causing anything outside of faster speeds. Maybe six G is the one that we need to watch out for. Trend number seven. I kind of mentioned it's already, but I just wanted to make sure it had its own category to show you how important it is. Development of artificial intelligence, robotics internet of things, and the industrial automation movement. So in 2022, the demand for AI and industrial automation, it's going to be huge. If you got money, if you think about like what I talk about on my YouTube channel, on the podcast all the time, you can automate anything, you are onto something because people are lazy. And if you can make their life easier by making a robot or machine or software do it for them, you might have a billion dollar idea on your hands, like legitimate, you might. Because as production and supply returns to their previous levels, labor shortages will become a serious problem. So automation with AI, robotics, IoT, they're gonna be the main alternative for manufacturing management. Let me just give you a list of companies that are really trying to do the whole industry automation. UB Tech Robotics, China; Cloud Minds, America; Bright Machines, America; Robu, China; Preferred Networks, Japan; Fetch Robotics, America; Locust Robotics, America; Kendrick Systems, Canada. I gotta give Canada some love. And then there's one that kind of thought. China <laughs> really becoming up with names, y'all. XYZ Robotics, China. If you know it's a trend, it's really some big players in there who are trying to get ahead of this world. Get, get ahead of this part of the world, right? And you're going to see China and America, and it might be like Battle of the Machines one day. But I can tell you for now, 2022, AI, robotics, IoT, and industrial automation its something that's going to completely blow up in 2022. Trend number eight for all my crypto, metaverse, NFT lovers out there. It's going to be a boom in virtual and augmented reality. VR and AR were actively used in 2020, but I feel like they were kind of viewed with like a limited scope in mind. Now, these technologies, they become part of everyday life and various aspects of life, from entertainment to business, employees of many companies switching to telecommuting are now using AR and VR to help them communicate and work better together. Our boy Zuckerberg, he's not really our boy, we kind of hate him, but Zuckerberg is doing his thing by renaming Facebook to Meta and trying to get ahead of this whole metaverse idea. Immersive technology opens an incredible list of opportunities for transformations in all areas. AR avatars, Indoor AR navigation, remote assistance, AI integrations into augmented reality, virtual reality, mobile AR, AR in the cloud, virtual sports events. Like I'm a huge basketball fan. They now have the Oculus Rift VR experience. Like you're sitting courtside. You can turn your head left and right. You can kind of see what it's like if you were sitting there. So of course, you're going to see the big players, Microsoft, meta but there's a lot of companies that are trying to not only take their ar and vr segment to the next level but they've already agreed that 2020 2022 is going to be the year you're going to see substantial growth in these areas trend number nine increase some of you might have never even heard this word so let me open your mind increased micro mobility so at the beginning of the year, micro mobility pretty much slowed down due to the pandemic. If you don't know what micromobility is, think of electric bicycles, electric scooters. They were on the rise. I was using a bird scooter in San Antonio with my homies because it was fun, because it was like, why would we be walking around? When we can scoot around, and it's like actually fun to do that. And now people are taking subways. And then hopping on a scooter, hopping on an e bike to get to somewhere because a subway can only get you so far, but maybe you just don't want to walk because that's just the world we live in. So, the market for private micro solutions is expected to grow by 9% compared to dock times and sharing and the sharing economy by 12%. So, Milan, Brussels, Seattle, Montreal, New York, San Francisco, they've all built Thirty kilometers, Americans. I'm sorry, I just have to go Google that. I, I I I just have to do kilometers for this one. But they've all dedicated bicycle paths. They've all dedicated space for these micro mobility solutions. Startup drive innovations in this area, like I mentioned, Bird, Lime, Dot, Skip, Tier, Voy. They're all trying to not only take what they've done in the past but try to find ways to get more and more people to leverage these solutions. And look, China's even trying to get on because they got their, they got Mobike, HelloBike, Ophel. They're, again, you're going to see a trend between when you're talking about these trends, you're going to notice like each of these big countries are trying to get ahead because they understand the opportunity that is there. And trend number 10, self-driving innovation. Progress in autonomous driving technology awaits us in 2022, y'all. Honda recently announced that it will mass reduce self-driving cars. Tesla's autopilot has learned not only to control the movement on the lane and automatically rebuild, but also recognize road signs as well as traffic signals. But yet, for some reason, Tesla still keep getting recalled, and I still don't have the ability to order my Cybertruck. What the fuck? Anyways, Ford... You know, Ford is always going to be joining the race because they want to stay competitive. So they're expecting to launch a self-driving car sharing service in 2022. And some customers are going to be able to buy such machines in 2026. You know, Ford, they're going to make you wait a little bit. It is what it is. I'm not mad. They probably need a few years to figure it out. But you got other automakers. I mean, just think about this list. Before it was just Tesla, guys. Now we're talking Mercedes-Benz is trying to get on the game. GM's looking to add Super Cruise autopilot uh, functionality to its 2023 models. And due to fierce market competition, other companies like Lyft, Waymo, they're also developing self driving technology. And many of them have already spent billions with a B on startups. You know, GM bought Cruise for $1 billion, Uber bought Auto for $680 million, Ford got Argo for $1 billion. Intel got Mobileye for 15300000000 billion. Cha-ching! Self-driving innovation is here to stay. And I'm sorry to my mother-in-law who, when I first mentioned self-driving, she's like, I would never let a car drive me around. But just think about the situation. If you're doing highway driving, if you're in traffic, if you are just going straight for 30, 40, 50 miles, are you really safer than a machine at that point? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I think humans, we, we have a lot of great things, but we have a lot of flaws. And the one thing I think universally we suck at is driving cars. And if you don't believe me, just look at the data. So, look, day one listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter because my goal for 2022 is to improve my t- tech Twitter and my tech TikTok. We're hopping on TikTok. Uh, I've been kind of exploring with it, but you know, I just kind of figured those are the two social medias I'm going to stick with for 2022. So if you have any questions, you want to talk about this, or you want to know more about what I think about any of these trends, you guys know where to find me. But for now, we out. Happy New Year. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the People in Tech podcast. For resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at peopleintech.io and join our mailing list for more content. Later.